0: Did Kay Cunningham deserve to get ejected from the Pistons loss against the Phoenix Suns? I think we all know what my answer is going to be. We'll talk about that and what everything else that happened in yesterday's game on today's episode of the Locked On Pistons podcast. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Pistons Podcast. Per usual, I am your host, Kuka Hill. I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you have not already, go to the YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button. Support over there has been amazing. It's the best way to support the podcast. So if you listen to this on Apple Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever, you want to find the best way to support the podcast and what I do for it, head To the YouTube channel to simply hit that subscribe button, I'd really appreciate it. We just crossed over 1300 subscribers, it's crazy. Uh, but hopefully, we keep it building, keep it going, and hopefully hit 2,000 by the end, uh, midway through this year. Uh, but yeah, we had an interesting game last night against the Phoenix Suns. So, before we talk about the Pistons losing, I do want to give them credit. Uh, we actually haven't talked about it a lot on the podcast, uh, and I guess that's my fault, obviously. But the Pistons have won five games this year, uh, and again, this year 2022, since the year changed. They have won five games, which is pretty crazy figuring that's more than they won the entirety of the year before that. Uh, So give them credit there. They definitely seem to be coming together a little bit more and, and and coming together a little better. Now, one of those wins came against the Raptors uh, and you know, I've done hit the point where anything that happens against the Raptors, you just simply forget about and mark it off because the Pistons drink Michael's secret stuff uh, at before every Raptors game ever since Dwayne Casey got hired. So those games are almost always outliers for me, to be honest. Uh, But five games, nonetheless, they've been playing decently well. Um, But last night, Phoenix Suns, the Pistons lose 135 to 108. Uh, They didn't play the best defensively. Devin Booker, though, there were some tough shots that he was hitting. Uh, Dwayne Casey mentioned after the game that he felt like they weren't very physical with them. Uh, for me, I just – I don't know if I would say they weren't very physical. I just, you know, they, they were – the Suns were hitting a lot of tough shots. And, and they got guys who can hit a lot of tough shots. You know, they got, obviously, Devin Booker and CP3. And, you know, Corey Joseph kind of mentioned after the game that they were trying to force them into taking tough, long twos, which I feel like they did a lot of the time. But when you have two guys who are capable of hitting those all the time – it's it's gonna be rough, especially Devin Booker in the first half. He was going bonkers. He was hitting everything he shot. He was elevating over people. It was really fun to see it, uh, and him and Cade were going back and forth a little bit. and That was fun to see as well. Uh, but defensively, definitely not a great game. The Pistons allowed, I believe, 37 points in the first quarter, uh, which is like the fourth game that they've allowed in like the past two weeks. No, 39 points in the first quarter to the Phoenix Suns. It's like the fourth game in like the past week and a half they've allowed over 35 points in the first half and the first quarter. Uh, defense definitely has to get better, but the Pistons' offense was playing a lot better, and they were able to score 35 points to keep it a close game and, you know, keep it entertaining. And, you know, the game kind of got away with them over there in the third quarter. Uh, but before that, you know, I, I thought we saw some good things from guys. So obviously, we're eventually going to talk about the Kate suspension, or not suspension, uh, but the ejection. But I, I thought we were seeing some good things from, from some guys. Uh, Kate Cunningham, he had 21 points in 24 minutes. Kate is just. Cade's really good, man. You know, we've talked about this on the podcast many times. I struggle what to talk about with Kay Cunningham I come in this podcast outside of he's really damn good. Uh, he had 21 points, 9 of 15 shooting, 4 assists. Uh, him and Devin Booker were going right back and forth at each other. It was fun to see. Uh, they were taking it a little bit personally. There was a lot of chit-chat going on in the court, a lot of trash talk. There were multiple and multiple technicals called in this game. It was pretty crazy, but there was a lot of trash talk going on, and players were having fun out there uh, until K got ejected. When apparently the no fun league became so, uh, but yeah, I, Cade's great man. He's 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 showing each game why he was the number one overall pick. He's getting better as the year goes on, uh, and it's just you know, I seriously I don't know what else to say about Kade other than he's just tremendous. He makes great passes. He's able to create his own shot. He's getting more physical getting to get into the basket. I've noticed that. That's something I've really. I've really liked to see from him recently is that he's learning how, or maybe not learning, but being more aggressive getting to the basket. You know, earlier in the year we talked about on the podcast he was settling a lot to outside jumpers and a lot of his shots were coming from beyond the arc. Now recently, he's getting to the basket. He's playing strong. He's using all of his length, all of that seven foot wingspan, all of that six eight body, six seven six eight wherever you want to put him at. I know the height is is argued everywhere, but he's using all of that and all of that athleticism that apparently he quote-unquote, did not have on his way to that reverse dunk that he had over Jalen Smith. He's using all that, and he's getting into the basket. And you can see it now, especially because he's he's chirping at the refs a lot lately because he's getting to the basket more, and he's definitely getting fouled the more drive to the basket. It's frustrating to him. It's frustrating to watch. Uh, but overall, that's a great development in his season, a great development for Cade himself. That's something that you really wanted to see from him, something he needed to take a step forward in. And he's doing that. Uh, in January was a few months to go in the season. It's going to be crazy to see where he's at in a month from now. What else he's adding to the game? Uh, he talked about how he's also started to get better with keeping his dribble alive, which he had on. Actually, he broke DeAndre Aiden's ankles, not literally broke him, but he did leave the game because of a sprained ankle because of a, a nifty footwork move, uh, a nice little up and under fake back fade away by Kay Cunningham uh, earlier in the game. It was like the first quarter and DeAndre Aiden ended up spraining his ankle on that play. Uh, so yeah, overall, great game from Cade, man. I, I, there's nothing I you can say all kinds of good things about Cade, but overall, it's just going to be he's great, right pick. He's going to be the rookie of the year, I think. Another great game for him, man. I just it, it's a lot of fun to watch him. Um, and before we get into anything else, man, I guess I'll touch on his ejection. The ejection was flat out BS. Flat out BS. The only reason why he was ejected, in my opinion, is because he was chirping in their ear all night, and they didn't like it. They, they didn't like that he was screaming at them. He didn't like that, or they didn't like that Cade was going after them all night. So, you know, he dunks the ball over Jalen Smith on this reverse dunk. He points. He says he's pointing to his, his boys that are behind the bench, which that very well may be the case. I'm not going to call Cade a liar. And they also said that he may have been pointing at the bench as well because the Pistons bench was right behind Jalen Smith. I'm not going to call Cade a liar. I'm not going to call his teammates a liar. I'm not going to call Coach Casey a liar, all that. But I kind of am because I refuse to be- – I don't believe that. I 100% believe that he was pointing right at Jalen Smith and he was talking his trash because right before then, Devin Booker got tip and dunked and turned around and talked trash to everybody and flexed towards the crowd. So Cade came right back down, hit a reverse dunk the very next play and was pointing right at Jalen Smith who he dunked on. I think he was going at Jalen Smith. I think he was talking trash to the sons. Now, he may have actually been pointing at his boys, but either way, that's not an ejection. What? When did basketball become no fun? When? When did – trash talk get taken out of basketball that is literally if you go hoop anywhere trash talk is part of basketball when did that get taken out i must have missed it i must have missed that memo that that's just insane did what k did did all of a sudden oh some babies are going to see that some kids are going to see that now they're impacted for life and now they don't know how to react and behave at home like what what are we doing here did he cause harm to a son's player was he threatening somebody did he try punching someone was he getting in a physical altercation like what That has to be one of the – it might be the weakest ejection of the season. I can't believe that they threw him out over that, especially in a game that he's playing that well in. Like, it sucks. It absolutely is trash. Terrible. Terrible ejection. Terrible. I don't care what the ref's explanation is. It was basically, oh, he's taunting. Man, all that taunting BS, taunting needs to be taken out. The little rules against taunting needs to be taken out of sports. That is one of the most dumbest rules I've ever seen in my entire life. Why taunting is part of sports. Trash talking is part of sports. Every play, you can tease someone up for taunting. Every time a player makes a shot and turns around and stares with somebody or turns around, holds his follow through all that can be counted as taunting. Taunting is part of basketball. It's part of football, all kinds of sports. The fact that people continue to try and make it a no fun league and try to take that stuff out. It's insane. And the fact that you're ejecting players best or teams, best players over taunting, over talking trash like, why are you so determined to have have the say in the outcome of the game, refs? You should not be what determines the game. It should be the players on the court. Cave was not causing any harm to nobody. He didn't do nothing wrong. He talked a little trash. He pointed at somebody. I guess that determines he should be out the game, and the Pistons should lose their best player, and the Suns should have an easy win the rest of the game. Like it's, it was stupid. I hated it. I think everybody hated it. Obviously, not just in the in Detroit, but everybody across. NBA Twitter, just the NBA fan base, the NBA community. No one liked it. It was stupid. It shouldn't have happened. It is what it is. When we come back, we'll talk about some other things we saw from the Phoenix Suns game. Now, in a blowout, you think that there wouldn't be that many good things to talk about. But I thought there actually was. I thought there were some good things to take away from this game, some fun things that happened in this game. And we'll talk about that when we get back as well. There is something I want to point out that you saw on the Phoenix Suns end that the Pistons need to try to replicate. And we'll talk about that in the final segment as well. But first. I got to tell you guys about one of our sponsors, Shopify. Cha-ching. You hear that? It's the sound of another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities. Like mine, Shopify powers millions of Like mine, Shopify powers millions of businesses, from first sale to full scale. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more. Gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. It's more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is possibility powered by Shopify. So... Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA, all lowercase, for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. That's shopify.com slash locked NBA. Go check it out today. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So, once again, I want to thank you guys for making Lockdown On Pistons your first listen of every single day where you're free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already, head to the YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons. It's the best way to support the podcast. So if you haven't already, head over there, hit that subscribe button. I would really appreciate it. Uh, But, yeah, what were some other positive things that we saw from last night's game against the Phoenix Suns? Now, again, the Pistons lost by 27 points. Devin Booker stunned on the Pistons. He dropped 30 points. He flexed towards the crowd at one point in the second half and said, this is my city. Now, uh, those of you who live in southeast Michigan, or leaving Michigan at all. You know, I, I don't really know how a dude from Grand Rapids can try to say Detroit's his city. I, you know, I, I'd like to ask Devin Booker how many times he grew up uh, and he came over to Detroit during his childhood or just growing up at all in Michigan. I could probably, I'm going to take a guess and say I could probably count on in both my hands how many times he actually had been to Detroit before, uh, before, before becoming an NBA player, a college player uh, going over there for pre-draft workouts, all that kind of stuff. So, I find that a little weird. I don't know if he can do that, uh, but it is what it is. He was winning, so I guess he can say whatever he wants. Uh, but anyways, what was something else I found uh, or I, I liked from the Pistons in this game? Well, for one, I thought Killian Hayes had a really good game, which I guess there's a little bit of negative tied to this because Killian left the, the bench for the entirety of the fourth quarter. We haven't heard anything about it. He never returned to the fourth quarter. I'm not going to sit here and speculate, but it is a little weird that he was not on the bench for the entirety of the fourth quarter. No one asked about him. Gwen Casey said nothing about him. I don't know if the dude got traded or something. We're waiting to see it. Or if there was an injury that he had and they had him just getting checked up on it. or I don't know what it was, but he never returned to the bench in the fourth quarter. He was just gone. Either way, I thought Killian had a really, really good game for the Pistons. Uh, Again, he only had nine points and five assists, three rebounds, and a block. Uh, He only played 26 minutes. The game got out of hand. He ended up uh, not getting to play towards the end there. Uh, I don't know if he actually would have ended up playing anyways because, like I say, he never returned to the bench. But either way, I told you guys this last week or like a week and a half ago, and starting to become more and more and more of a trend with Killian is that he's getting a lot more aggressive, driving to the basket, being more physical on drives, being more explosive on drives. And you saw that happening again tonight. He had one dunk on in transition again where he just elevated and just slammed it home. I don't think any of us saw that coming at all. He kind of did it over Jay Crowder as well. I went crazy. Everyone's going crazy. That's now his second straight game with a dunk. Uh he's being a lot more aggressive. He challenged Javel McGee at the rim, drew some fouls. He had another driver to the rim. I liked like he's he's getting to the rim a lot more. He's being a lot more aggressive, trying to get to the rim, looking for his own shot and creating for others. I really feel like if the Pistons gave him more usage and, you know, he probably would have gotten a little bit more usage if the game wasn't a blowout. He probably, I think killing could average around like nine points a game, five, six assists, and like four or five rebounds a game this season for the Pistons. If he just had more usage and played like that, uh, it's nothing world beating. It's nothing. It's not like all-star numbers or something, but it's a major step up over last season and it would show his improvements. that I think he has made, uh, he just hasn't been getting that much of usage, but I will say they have been, Tuning up a little bit of the pick and rolls over the past week, and we've talked about that on the podcast. Uh, him and Cade have been running a lot more pick and rolls over the past week or so. Uh, I think the offense has looked better because of that. Uh, this game, the Pistons scored 108 points, last game, 103 points. The game before that, the Bulls, I we don't we're, we're not going to count the Bulls game. The Bulls game, the Pistons lost by damn near 100 points, that just doesn't count. Uh, but then the game before that, they beat the Jazz 126 to 116. So. I like the fact that they're using pick and rolls a lot more, uh, not only just for killing, but like I said, for Cade. Uh, but, yeah, I thought this was another good game from Killing, another good sign moving forward that he's starting to learn. I, I said this as well last week. That it looks like he was starting to learn more about the driving angles and how to be more aggressive, get into the rim, and look for his own shot. It's going to be ugly sometimes. He may not look like that all the time. Next game he may struggle with it. But he's showing progress. He's learning. People just got to be patient, man. He's learning. You can see him learning and getting better. You just got to be patient, man. He hasn't even hit 60 games yet. Just got to be patient. I'm liking what we're seeing, what we're developing. uh, And we'll see where he goes on from here. But I thought this was another step in the right direction. Over the past week and a half or so, I feel like it's been a really good stretch of Kaelin being really aggressive, trying to get to the basket. And I I really love it. Again, I think if the game wasn't a blowout and didn't get out of hand and he didn't kind of mess up his – I don't know which, which injury it could be, he did hurt his hip on the drive to the basket when JaVale McGee uh, fouled him, but it didn't look like it was that big of an injury. He like kind of shook it off and just kept playing. He played for like a long stretch after that. It didn't look like it was bothering him. I know he went down trying tried to block Bianco underneath the rim later on in the third quarter. Uh, he kind of grabbed his knee afterwards, but he also got up after that and was still playing. Uh, so I, I don't think – I don't really know. Uh, I think if either one were to be the reasoning for why he left, it would have to be the knee because the hip, he just kept playing for a majority of the game. The knee happened, and then he came out the game afterwards. But it didn't look like that was bothering me either. So it's really confusing why he left the bench, but is what it is. I thought it was a really good game from Killian. I really liked what I saw from him, man, uh, and I hope we see more of that moving forward. Another thing I thought was really nice to see from the Pistons tonight, uh, Hamdo Diallo, I continue to be extremely impressed with Hamdo Diallo. Uh, his off-ball defense is still atrocious. Don't get that confused. Uh, but he's finding his spots to contribute. Before K. Cunningham, Killian Hayes, all these guys came back and they were having those ten-day guys playing. He had the ball in his hands a lot. He had it a, a crap ton. He had it in his hands. Uh, and since they came back, they've dialed it back some. So the question was, how would Diallo find a way to contribute? Now would he just go back and float away and like you know fade into the fade into the darkness and not be not be seen much? No, he's picking his spots. He's finding ways to contribute on in transition on to the basket. Uh, he had a nice cut to the basket on a Killian Hayes drive. Killian drove off a pick-and-roll to his right, got all the way to the rim, saw do Diallo cutting down the baseline, dropped it off for him. Hamdou Diallo had a dunk. Uh, he's finding ways to contribute. He had 10 points, four rebounds, and a block. Nothing Again, nothing world-beating, but he's finding ways to contribute without the ball in his hands. He's also hitting some middies as well. Amory Sankofa, uh, I believe he's fr- with the free press, tweeted out that he's shooting 44% from the mid-range area. This is his career high. Previously, he was shooting 36% before this year. So he's having career highs in that area as well, which is really helping him take his game to the next level. Uh, But I really like what we've seen for him to Diallo, man. Uh, I know some of you guys have actually flowed out to me. that You guys thought that maybe he could get traded because he's playing a little bit well and they might capitalize on his value. I don't think they're going to do that. I think they like what they've seen from him. They wanted to see this improvement. I think he's going to be a part of the future. Uh, But either way, I I like the development we've seen from Diallo from being out the rotation at the beginning of the year, to fighting with Casey on the sideline, to getting pulled to the locker room by Weaver. It's been a full circle with him to Diallo. He's turned it completely around, and he's playing really well. I really like what we've seen from him, and hopefully he continues that. I, I really love that. Um, but when we come back, we'll talk about something that we saw from the Phoenix Suns side of the game and something the Pistons should be replicating from them and gives them an idea of what they need to bring to their team. We'll talk about that in the final segment. But first, got to tell you guys about some of our sponsors. First up, let me tell you guys a little bit about Built Bar. It's the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include a Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good you'll actually want to eat it, unlike other protein bars that can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. But like week three, you might be thinking, it's just not worth it. Where's all the chocolate at? Well, built Bars are actually covered in 100% real chocolate. Most built Bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. So here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie filled treats and replace them with built Bars. So when you're craving a, sn- a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so check out Built.com to see what's new. So, again, go to Built.com, use our promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Again, that's LOCK15 for 15% off your order at Bilt.com. Built Bar, best tasting protein bar ever. Then let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, BetOnline AG. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus and your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Foundline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. So again, head to their new updated desktop or mobile website sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked On to get started. Foundline, where the game starts. So I want to thank you guys again for making Lockdown Pistons your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on all your podcast platforms. And if you haven't already head to our YouTube channel at Lockdown Pistons It's the best way to support the podcast. Hit that subscribe button. I really appreciate it. But the Phoenix Suns had something happen on their side of the the game. Uh, A contributor on their side that really tore the Pistons a new one and kind of gave them and you guys, the fans, an idea of what the Pistons should be trying to add to the roster. I'll give you guys like three seconds to take a guess. No, it's not Chris Paul. No, it's not a lethal scorer like Devin Booker. No, it's not Sadiq trying to be Mikhail Bridges or something or get another Mikhail Bridges. It's not Cameron Payne. It's Flint's very own JaVale McGee. JaVale McGee dropped 20 points on the Detroit Pistons tonight on 9 of 20 shooting. Now, you go over to his counterpart, Isaiah Stewart, who had 5 points on 2 of 8 shooting, 6 rebounds, and two assists. Listen, I know I'm not trying to hate on Isaiah, but listen, I've said this for a while now. I'm continuing to preach it. The Pistons, I feel like will be doing him a major disservice if they are starting him when Kelly Olenek is back at full strength. Isaiah Stewart just is not a starting center. He just, he just isn't. He's not a starting center. The difference between Isaiah Stewart and the rest of the, quote unquote, core guys from Reaver's first draft is Sadiq. When he was struggling, he still had the archetype of a starting wing and he's playing incredible right now. He's turned it around for him, for himself. So Sadiq is different. And Killian is still, Killian doesn't actively hurt the offense. And he also has the archetype of someone who should be starting. And also he brings value to the offense in what he can do. Isaiah Stewart doesn't do that right now. The value in which Isaiah Stewart brings to a game, which is hustle, Physicality, defense, just simply outworking guys and being more physical than guys. That is the kind of archetype that works coming off the bench. As a starter, when you're going against guys more talented than you, that are probably going to work just as hard as you. And even if they don't, they're simply more talented than you, and that doesn't really—you don't really get away with it like that. And guys can expose you a lot more in the starting lineup, and they're doing that to are right now. He simply doesn't have the explosiveness—I explosiveness, should say in the pick and roll to really finish anything. He can't finish really anything around the rim because of the same reason he takes that dribble. We talked about in like a, three podcasts ago. He likes to take a pump fake, dribble in the guys, use his body, create space. But then off of that, he doesn't have the explosives to go up. So what he ends up doing is pump faking a lot of time, either getting three seconds or kicking it back out and just resetting the offense again. When he's on the floor, defenses don't even guard him. Uh, it's, it's a struggle. And again, he's not a lob threat, and he's definitely not a roll threat. So it's it's really hard with him on the floor to really get anything going offensively. You guys, last year at least he was hitting some jumpers, he was hitting some middies, he was hitting some threes. I think his jump shot looks completely different. But either way, I told you guys in last year uh, at the end of the year that I wasn't really a believer in him as an outside shooter, anyways, because when his volume went up towards the end of the year, his percentages absolutely sunk, and I wasn't a believer in his jump shot, him actually becoming a stretch big, and he hasn't been that at all this year. He doesn't even take them. So he's just not a threat offensively. Now, if you go over to Phoenix's side of things, we're not even talking about DeAndre Aiden, their their all-star type of center. We're talking about JaVale McGee, their bench center, who had 20 points on the Pistons in 15 minutes. You want to know why JaVale McGee had 20 points on the Pistons in just 15 minutes? Yes, you could say the Pistons don't have a real good center that can really stop him. That would be somewhat fair. But the real reason why JaVale McGee had 20 points against the Pistons it's because he's a lob threat and because he's working with two guys who are pick and roll ball handlers and guys who can get him up lobs and Chris Paul and Cam and Payne who are able to crash the paint, suck the defense in and are able to develop lobs them. And he doesn't need the ball to be successful. He waits for guys to get him the ball on easy putbacks. He's not going to take tough shots. He's taking everything right there at the rim. He's seven feet. He can jump out the building. He has like an eight foot hundred wingspan. That's the kind of thing the Pistons need. If you go back, if you watch this game already, you know what I'm talking about. But if you go back and watch this game, JaVale McGee was changing this game for the Phoenix Suns. When he was on the floor, he was he was just impacting the game on all sides, uh, everywhere, simply because of his gravity in the pick and roll. The Pistons couldn't stop him. Now, yes, again, the Pistons didn't have a real center out there. And maybe if they had a, a legitimate center, they could have stopped this. But either my point is, is, when you have a pick and roll guy in Chris Paul, a pick and roll guy and Cameron Payne, guys who are able to throw lobs and get into the paint and puncture the defense, having that lob threat who is capable of just finishing easy bucket, someone you can jump it off to who can elevate like that and just get easy bucket and dunk around the rim, doesn't need very many touches, doesn't need the ball in the post, doesn't need the ball to or, or do ISO moves or or post work or anything. That's someone who is able to set screens, roll effectively, Finish at the rim and get back on defense. And that's what Javel McGee does. And there's other guys across the league. There's all kinds of guys across the league that can do that. The Pistons don't need to go out and spend a lot of money on a guy who can do that. The Pistons don't need to go out and spend a lot of money in free agency or trade for a guy uh, at the deadline that's going to cost them multiple firsts or, or Jeremy Grant even. Like you can go, you can get guys like this. Basically what I'm saying, you don't have to spend $20 million on a center that works for this team. You don't have to spend $20 million or major assets on a big guy that can fit what your guards need. And the guards desperately need someone who can operate in the pick and roll and be a laptop for them. We've talked about all offseason. We've talked about all year. They desperately need that. And Javel McGee was quite literally every play giving Pistons fans the idea of what, or the example of what could happen when you have two guys, who Are great in pick and roll and like doing lobs and K. Cunningham and Keelan Hayes. If they had that, they simply don't have that. They don't even have a guy they can drop it off to because Isaiah Stewart is not explosive enough to go off of these dump offs. Again, I like Stu. I'm not saying Stu's bad. I think Stu is a good value pick for where he was picked in the draft. I think he can be a high quality backup center, and that's all fine. That's not a bad thing. But right now, he's just not center. I think he's massively hurting the offense and the on off uh difference. Also uh, shows that he's the worst one out of anyone playing rotational minutes. I believe he's at a minus 8.3 right now, on-off difference. So he, he's really struggling. I, I think the Pistons would be doing him a disservice when Kelly Olynyk returns to be starting him because he's you're exposing his weaknesses an unfairly amount at, for him as a starter. It, when he comes off the bench, he'll look a lot better. because What he does well will be better used off the bench. But as a starting center with Cade and Killian and all these other guys in in, in the starting lineup, he just doesn't fit that well with it. He's not talented enough for that right now. If he gets there someday, okay, great for him. But right now, he's nowhere near that. He actively is hurting the offense because of his deficiencies. And Javel McGee gave Pistons fans a tutorial of what it looks like when you have a lob threat with a pick and roll guard. So that's why I got to say today, guys. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Uh, I told you guys this on Twitter. I also made a post about it on YouTube. But the the schedule for this week's podcast will be a little bit different. The Pistons is on a Western uh, road trip. So that means all the games are going to be at like 10 o'clock, 1030. And I work in the morning the following days. So I will not be staying up. I'm sorry. I will stay up and watch the games. But I will not be staying up to like 1.30, 2 o'clock to record a podcast. It just won't happen. I, I have to be up the next one. I'm sorry. So the podcast will be later in the day during this week. Now, when we get back to normal times, obviously, we'll go back to our morning routine, our, our, our regular routine. But during this week, expect podcasts to be out a little bit later because of this. Uh, it is what it is. We live in uh, Eastern time zone. It is what we can't really change that. And I have to work in the morning, man. So, you know, you feel me. I, I can't, I can't record like that. So, be ready to see the podcast. If you don't see it early in the morning, it's probably because it's going to be coming on later out, later on in the day. So, just stay tuned for that. Uh, thank you guys for listening today. Go make locked on bets your second listen of every day. Your daily one stop fat for all your gambling needs. Hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available on all your on all your podcast platforms. Thank you again for listening to today's podcast, making it your first listen of every single day. We are free and available on our podcast platforms, my God. Um, Go check out YouTube, Octon Pistons. Hit that subscribe button. I'd really appreciate it. It's the best way to support the podcast. Until next time, guys, peace out, everybody. For all my Lions fans out there listening to the podcast, you see the number nine in the background right there. We're going for Stafford tonight. Screw the draft pick. I'm going for Stafford. If he wins tonight, I'll be celebrating like the Lions won won this uh, playoff game. So. You guys know where to find me on that point but enjoy the day guys stay safe and go pistons i'll see you guys in the next one hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today